0: You spend nine months preparing for the little miracle inside your body to finally arrive. It's an instant you'll want to cherish for generations to come. Professional birth photography helps you to remember those precious first fleeting moments of life when your world changes forever. I'm Katie Stevens, and I specialize in birth photography here in San Diego. And this is Preggy Pals, episode 24. Um, is that a plus sign?
1: Pink or blue?
2: Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating?
1: I think I just peed myself!
3: I'm pregnant! And I have to
1: exercise? What pregnancy glow?
3: Wait, was that a contraction?
1: Gotta make these pants fit!
2: I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Peggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Have you downloaded our Preggy Pals apps yet? It's available for Androids and iPhones, iPads, and so much more. Pretty much anything that begins with a lowercase i. The apps automatically download the latest episodes, and you can even star your favorite episodes for easy access. And another great way to get involved with our show is to subscribe to our Preggy Pals newsletter, which is actually launching in October. The newsletter will provide great behind-the-scenes access to our shows, exclusive interviews, and much more. So for our panelists today, usually we just have pregnant women here in the studio, but we have a couple women who aren't pregnant and uh, have little babies at home or here actually in the studio and a couple people who are pregnant. Hi, I'm Stephanie Sawfeld. I am 29 and I'm a gemologist, due
1: January 9th with my first baby, a girl, and I'm having a hospital birth. My name is Misty Davies. I'm 33, also a gemologist, due October 10 with a little girl, and I'm hoping for an unmedicated hospital birth. Hi, I'm Jennifer Vilamonovic, and I'm 25. I work as a program aide at an elementary school. and My daughter was born in February 2011, and I had a hospital birth.
3: Hi, my name is Annie. I am 34 years old. I'm a naval officer. Uh, I have two children, both girls. Uh, One, uh, my daughter Clara was born in 2005 and my daughter Lucy uh, was born just two months ago. Uh, I was planning for a home birth and transferred to the hospital in in transition uh, and had her at uh, Balboa Naval. Wow. Okay. And obviously,
2: um, Jen and Annie are here because they chose professional birth photography. So throughout the interview, we're going to get some uh, information on them on what their experience was like. So we'll be right back. Before we begin today's show, here are some tips on how to keep your baby nursery on a budget from Cynthia
4: Caden. Hello preggy Pals, I am Cynthia Caden, founder of Trick My Crib Nursery and Kids Room Designs, where I help your nursery dreams come true. I'm excited to talk to you today about money-saving tips for the baby's room, specifically about saving on the crib. One of the first steps in designing your baby's room is to know your overall budget and develop a good idea of how much you have to spend on a crib. Second, explore whether you might have the opportunity to receive a hand-me-down or borrow a crib from someone who isn't using theirs. Moms love to help other moms-to-be, and as a side benefit, they get that unused crib out of their home. If you are going to purchase a new crib, shop around. Go to the big baby stores to look, feel, and experience the crib hands-on, but then go home and shop online. You will be amazed that you can find online virtually the same crib you fell in love with in the baby store for hundreds less. Convertible cribs are huge money savers. If you don't buy convertible, you should plan on buying a toddler bed in about two years and then a big bed in another two years. I think that's a huge waste of resources, and it really is not necessary. The convertible cribs convert first to a toddler bed and then to a full-size bed, often with a headboard and footboard that already fits and matches the room. They are great. Be aware that you can also buy a crib mattress that converts from infant to toddler just by flipping it over. What a great money saver. I can help you find the perfect crib as part of my, as part of my flat fee design service. Please like Trick My Crib on Facebook and visit my page often for decorating ideas. Thanks for listening to today's money saving tips and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips in the future.
2: Most of us don't think twice about hiring a photographer to preserve life's special moments, such as your wedding. But what about your baby's birth? Katie Stevens is here in the studio with us. She is a professional birth photographer here in San Diego. And if you want to check out her website, you can find her at sandiegobirthphotographer.com. Katie, welcome to Preggy Pals. Thanks
0: for having me, Sunny. Uh, Well, I feel like you've
2: you've been on the show kind of already because you've been in our studio taking our behind-the-scenes photos, which we're going to include on our Facebook page if you guys want to check it out. so, I feel like you're already part of the Preggy Pals family. Yeah, I've seen you several times. Very
0: welcome here. I'm very <laughs> at home already. All right, let's talk about professional birth photography. What is it? So, professional birth photography is a, a photographic documentary of active labor through about two hours after birth. It's a way to capture the journey to parenthood um, those amazing moments when mom and dad first see the little miracle they've created, get to stare in their baby's eyes and, and check out their little fingers and toes.
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people may be listening to this and going, well, you know, I have a little snapshot camera, mm-hmm. you know, why can't my husband, my spouse, you know, whoever, you know,
0: take pictures for me? What do you say when people say that to you? Well, of course they can, but I just think that it's it's dad's experience, too, and they deserve to be present and experiencing the event and to be in the pictures, Pictures of the couples becoming parents together and dads or partners with their sweet new babies are some of the most touching images I produce.
2: Well, I would love to talk to you know the ladies here in the studio who have done birth photography, You know, had Katie take pictures. What was your experience like? First of all, why did you decide to do this? Let's start with Jen.
1: I actually had Katie uh, recommended by a friend on Facebook. i never heard of birth photography, and I thought, I'll give this a chance. I'll meet with her and see what she says and talk about what she does. And she came over, and I felt immediately comfortable with her, like I had known her uh, for many years. Um, so she told me what she does, and uh, I said, "Okay, I don't remember her taking a million pictures. My mom asked me like, "Did it bother you hearing the click, click, click all the time?" and I had no idea I mean, I was just focusing on giving birth, and uh, I think. That day, I was still in the hospital, and Katie had already uploaded the pictures, and to see the pictures, <laughs> I, it was amazing. Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm i so glad that our uh, lives crossed, and I was able to have her document my birth because the pictures, like, thinking about them, when I look at them, it makes me cry because I relive the moment, and... There's no way if my husband took the pictures that it'd be anywhere close. Right.
2: And, and your little one's how old? 18 months. 18 months. So, so. you're able to, to bust out those pictures now and relive <laughs> yes. that day.
0: Yes, And I think also having a professional birth photographer present, they can be the fly on the wall. Right. So I'm taking pictures of, for example, Jennifer and her husband Danny. They were walking down the hallway in the hospital, and they came across this little, what looked like a plaque that had different size circles that showed the dilation. Mm. and it it originally I thought it was a picture frame but it actually showed the dilation and they were pointing at four which was (laughs) the the level she was at at that point (laughs) Um, but there's little moments like that that a dad may not realize or or think to photograph
1: yeah
0: and and just the the connection between in her case her husband and her she needed some additional oxygen uh, for the baby and she was just laying there and her husband was just there one hundred percent for her and he was stroking her forehead and those are moments that you can't you can't take yourself. I think that is what I, I would want myself. Like my husband to be there kind of holding my hand mm-hmm.
1: and then my doula kind of also there to hold mm-hmm. my hand and then kind of guide me through everything. Mm-hmm. And then if you have the photographer separate, mm-hmm. you know, like I mean I didn't really notice that much when you were taking photos just around the studio you can kind of get behind the scenes you're Mm -hmm. kind of observing everything and you can get all those good
0: shots Yeah. yeah it's 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 totally strictly documentary style there's, there's no posing in birth photography. Can you imagine?
1: Hey, wait, wait.
2: you have a <laughs> contraction? Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, wait. No, wait.
0: I, I, didn't, I didn't get the baby's head emerging. Let me just, let's do that one again. You have to yeah. be on your
2: game, Katie, because, you know, once yes. that moment's gone, it's gone. Well,
0: that's the thing, and people ask me all the time, well, don't you stress about birth photography? No, it only happens that one time. And I go, no, I am completely calm when I'm at a birth. To me, wedding photography is the most stressful thing you could ever do <laughs> <laughs> because, again, if you miss that moment, you can't recreate it. But it's the same thing with yeah, birth, birth photography. Yeah. Like yes, the but it's, it's, there's something very calming about birth photography to me because I'm just, I'm just observing. I'm just documenting life as it happens, and that to me is, is so incredibly precious, and to be part of that and to be invited by parents to be part of that is such an amazing honor. It's such an incredible honor. How did you get involved with birth photography? I was pregnant myself with my first daughter, uh, six weeks pregnant, so this was 16 years ago, before digital cameras, (laughs) way before. And I had grown up doing photography. My dad uh, was a very keen amateur photographer, and he passed on his love of photography to me. And so I always had a camera. And my friend knew that I took really great pictures. And a friend of hers was pregnant with her first baby and was delivering at Mary Birch. And they said, hey, would you be interested in doing this birth? And I go, yeah, absolutely, I I wanna know what goes on. And it was just the most incredible thing I had ever witnessed. And I, in the back of my head, I always thought to myself, wow, if I could do something, this would be it. And then after my second son, um, I started getting more serious about having my own business but I hadn't really been thinking about birth photography that much. And then about 18 months ago, when Jen, when I met Jen, I decided this, if I'm not going to do it now, I'll never do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say, I spoke to my husband and he goes, OK, because as a birth photographer, you are on call 20, 24-7. It's like a doula. Or it's like wise. a doula. Yeah. Yes, you're on call 24-7. And your family has to be completely supportive of this. Your children may have to go home with somebody else after school. They have to be okay with that. Uh, Your husband may have to come home from work to pick up the kids. He has to be okay with that and be able to from a work standpoint. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, let's do this. And so with with their support, um, I switched to full-time birth photography. Wow. Yeah. Was that a tough decision, or would it just,
2: you just knew it was, you to do it? It was a natural progression. So how would someone go about booking
0: a birth photographer? At what point in their pregnancy would you do that? As soon as possible. Uh, there's a big community on Facebook, uh, birth photography community, and some of them actually get booked as soon as the plus sign is on the pregnancy <laughs> test. <laughs> Seriously, one lady has even been booked before she's even pregnant. I want you to to be my birth photographer when wow. I get pregnant. Wow. So they've already given them the retainer and then you know they're trying to get pregnant and they already know they have them on retainer. Um, basically, as soon as you're comfortable with hiring somebody. Okay. Um, I recommend meeting the photographer so that you can see if there is a connection between the two of you mm-hmm. um, because just like there are family photographers for everybody, there's also a birth photographer for everybody. As far as
2: and every birth photographer may be different but mm-hmm. as far as travel is concerned you mentioned some people know, oh I want that person. Do you typically travel to um, you know different women
0: in the Southern California area or how does that work? Um, I think for me I really do want to focus just on San Diego okay. I think the furthest that I would travel would be an hour and a half to two hours that's probably max two hours yeah especially if it's a first I will go up to two hours if it's a second third or fourth probably not Oh, well, that's would, true, because they're in mm-hmm. labor
2: and you may not get there, huh? That may be yep. a, <laughs> an yep.
3: issue. And I think it also depends where they are. I live down in South Bay, mm-hmm. and uh, it was my second child. And so when Katie and I talked about when do I call her, I think it was my husband that actually called her. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, well, this isn't. I'm handling the, these surges. And he said, well, they're coming every four to five minutes. I said, oh, I'm I'm fine. Don't call them. And then he went behind my back and he called Katie and said, Katie, you better get here. Otherwise, she's going to have the baby. So um.
0: that, that's the thing about, about birth photography. Every mom is different. And to me, birth photography is not just about the actual delivery. It's about the journey you take to motherhood especially with the two ladies who are in the studio with their first babies Mm -hmm. it's a whole journey and to me documenting their whole journey is just as important as the actual delivery itself and the moments afterwards
2: well coming up next we're going to find out exactly what you can expect from your birth photographer the moment you think you're in labor we'll be right back Welcome back. We are talking about the benefits of professional birth photography, and our special guest expert is Katie Stevens. She is a professional birth photographer right here in San Diego. Okay, so um, we talked about this a, l- a little bit in the last segment, but as far as when to call your birth photographer when you're in labor, is it the moment you think you're in labor? Because like you said,
0: you, you just don't know how much time you have. Yeah, I tell, uh, I tell the pregnant mamas that, as soon as they even think they're in labor, text me, give me a call, let me know what's happening. If you, if your water breaks, let me know. If you lose your plug, let me know. I want to know all the details (laughs) (laughs) because it just gives me a heads up because I do have two kids of my own and my husband has to usually come home from work unless it's in the middle of the night. Um, So it just gives me a little bit of time to plan. And um, if there is a doula, I usually try to communicate with the doula as well and see what time she's heading down. With Annie's birth, I think the doula and I arrived within minutes of each other. So that worked out really well.
2: Okay. Yeah. And we talked about you being always on call. Yes. What happens, though? I mean, life happens even in your own life, right? Um, mm-hmm. So what happens if you're sick? or what, I mean, has, have you ever encountered a
0: type of situation you couldn't get out of it? There, There was... Mm Nope, I I drop everything. Yeah. I I drop everything. My my kids know that if I get called to a birth, they you know, my husband is on his way home as soon as he can, mm-hmm. or I drop them off at a friend's house and I take off. My, my bag is constantly packed. My battery is charged. Wow. Um, you know, when it gets yeah. close to the due dates, right? my bags are packed and I'm ready to go. Right. Which
2: brings up my next question. What if there is an emergency? Your baby's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You didn't intend for it to happen the way it, it, it is happening mm-hmm. and it could result very badly. OK. You know, so what do you do in those types of situations?
0: Um, I've never encountered a true emergency where there okay. was a life at stake. OK. Um, I have had friends who have been in situations like that. Um, basically, you, you stop shooting. You do. You stop shooting. Okay. And and the if it's, you know, the staff, whether it be a midwife at home or at a birth center, they will let you know. If you keep shooting and it's a true emergency, they will go, "Uh uh-uh, no more. Mm -hmm. And I I think if you have even the slightest common courtesy and common sense, you know when to stop. Yeah. You know when to stop. You know
2: to respect the privacy of everything that's that's going on. Absolutely. So you mentioned the hospitals. Not Mm -hmm. that everyone gives birth in a hospital, Mm -hmm. but what are the rules? I mean, do they usually welcome you or
0: how how do you? Mm -hmm. you I I have never encountered a situation where a hospital has said, no, you can't be here. Okay. Um I introduce myself when I first get there. I introduce myself to the nursing staff and say I'm a professional birth photographer. The couple have hired me to be here to document their journey. And they're very very welcoming mm-hmm. always. Um I've I've never encountered an issue. And I just recently on one of the Facebook groups, um one of the ladies came up with a very very nice release form where I have had the question from nurses, well where are these pictures going to show up? Yeah. And I said they are for personal use only. So if the if the family requests a Facebook sneak peek, the nurses will not be in the pictures. Okay. They will those are for their own personal use and memory. Okay. Yeah. And then when you're on a shoot, so to speak, that sounds
2: really weird. When you're (laughs) at a birth, Mm -hmm. Um, a birth session. Um, What type of interaction do you typically have with the couple? I mean, are you you
0: mentioned kind of being a fly on the wall? Are you Mm -hmm. a fly on the wall? I've I've learned a lot since my early birth photography days. Um, (laughs) Jen had a party in her room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There were not enough chairs for everyone.
0: (laughs) We laughed so much. We had so much fun. Um, it, it was just amazing. So the answer to that is I take my cue from the couple. Okay. Yeah. What about C-section births? Mm-hmm. How, I, mean, I know you said you shot one before. Was that part of your practice now? Or how does... I know? wish it were. <laughs> yeah. I wish it were because C-sections will often ha- happen unexpectedly. And there is a certain... There is a certain trauma associated with that for for some women and I think it's just as important or even more important sometimes to have those images because it's a birth no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I really wish the hospitals would be more open to having professional birth photographers come in and but take pictures. Not? They are not very open. The the doctor may say, "Yeah, I don't mind, but it ultimately is it is up to the anesthesiologist because oh. he's in charge of the OR." Really? Yeah.
2: And I wonder if there's a way people can find out in advance, you know, if they, if they knew they're they going to have a C-section.
0: If they know they're going to have one, yeah. possibly. But if it is either – and in an emergency, I wouldn't be able to go yeah. in any way, obviously. Yeah. But Maybe. if labor's not progressing, uh, there may be a little bit of fetal distress. Okay. They say, you know what, we need to do a C-section. It's not a, an actual true emergency. Mm-hmm. They may be able to – say yes yeah yeah and the the one c-section that i did do um i was informed that i'm not allowed to photograph any actual medical procedures so the incision okay um the anesthesiologist was very very generous he actually i'm 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 very tall i'm nearly six feet tall so i can kind of get up Higher than a lot of people Um, Good positioning Yes exactly So and he said You know you're not allowed You have to make sure You're not allowed to touch anything Because everything is sterile There's not a lot of Actually ORs are very very small spaces Very small And you don't have a lot of room And he allowed me to stand Right behind her head where he usually stands and he just stepped back and they lowered the curtain for me and I was able to stand on my toes and just shoot down of the actual baby being delivered. Wow. So the anesthesiologist was very open to, to having that experience and I think, yeah, I, I just wish more hospitals were open to that because it's it's just as important as, as, as other births to well, have those memories. For
2: Annie and Jen here in the studio, did you guys have... Um, any issue with the the thought of someone taking pictures of an, your naked body I understand it's a birth i under- you know I understand all of that, but was there any discussion with your spouses or anything about that
3: yeah, yes, and in my case, you know I wanted to make sure that uh that I was covered up. And, and Katie, ha- you know, she, she's a professional, so she yeah. n- knew what she was doing. I mean, there were times where, uh, for example, I was on the bed and the midwife was doing a cervical check. Uh, Katie basically arranged the blanket and uh, got below the level of the bed and was shooting up towards the
0: bed so that everything from the waist down was covered. Okay. Um. and Usually for cervical checks, I actually don't mm-hmm. take photos of that. That's a very mm-hmm. private moment. Yeah. And really doesn't, I don't feel that that needs to be documented. But okay. any time where... Uh, there is a chance that more private area could be exposed uh-huh. before the delivery. I do try to position myself so that those are covered. Okay. But I still get the feel of the moment.
2: I was going to say, like, how would you do if, if um, you're having a vaginal birth and the head is coming out? Do you just take it, like, from the position of the shoulders or something? So you I usually
0: stand behind, uh, usually behind the left shoulder okay. of the mom, okay. left or right, um, and then, uh, again, because I'm tall. yeah, It helps because I have a better uh, a view. A, a yeah. better view. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have an interesting experience at, um, at Balboa this past November. And um, the baby, there was some uh, fetal, slight fetal distress. They wanted to have some extra oxygen on her. And they changed position to her right hip. And I was standing behind her left shoulder. And I thought, if she gives birth right now, I'm in the wrong spot. So I started to very, very slowly move down to the left, and then they switched her uh-huh. to the left side. <laughs> and this I is was a cruel joke. right <laughs> there. And when I say right there, I was next to her left hip. So it was still... A slightly more graphic angle, but not graphic at all. It it, it was just—I just—it was amazing how the timing just worked out. And I have a progression of photos of her daughter being delivered. Oh my god! I just kept shooting, and she just—you know—head out, torso out, legs out, feet out. It was absolutely incredible to to witness it from that angle. Uh It was really cool. There are some women who really would like to have a crowning shot because yeah. they don't really see that right. they want they want to see right. and some go absolutely <laughs> not So you talk don't about want this to remember this beforehand yes yeah, what kind of shots you want yes what, I have a questionnaire different. for them that we go through I carry it with me on okay. the day of the the birth of course and that's not I'm guaranteeing
3: the, that during the birth that's going to happen I remember sure. telling you Katie yeah I want a crowning shot I want I want everything mm-hmm. and then I pushed once and Lucy was born. So, <laughs> yes. you know, sometimes birth just happens that way. You can't Instead plan for everything. you're yourself lucky. Right. <laughs>
0: but, but, Annie, I did get an amazing shot of Lucy. Annie refused to get on her back uh-huh. in the hospital. She was on her hands and knees. And the doctor had already informed me that I was not allowed to shoot the actual delivery itself and I have to say, I snuck one. I was going to say, under temptation, under totally somebody's under somebody's arm, because I had never actually witnessed a delivery on her hands and knees. I had never witnessed that, so I did want to get a shot. And again, I was next to her right hip. She was on her hands and knees. I was on her right, and it shows her head, but it shows her 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 buttock yeah there's it's not graphic at all but it is an amazing shot of lucy being delivered Wow. It's incredible.
1: I'd recommend it to every mom, you know, if you can afford it, uh, you know, start saving as soon as you want to start a family. We should probably talk about that. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I was curious about that. What what are the right. standard
0: rates? I know you're on call. I know there's a lot of factors that contribute to it. Right, but. right. So, birth photography is more like wedding photography than portraits, and the pricing really reflects this. Of course, every photographer prices births in their own way. My session fee for births uh starts at $600 and my clients select packages and products from there. I also offer mini maternity and a new type of newborn session called Fresh Baby, where I come to the place of birth within 48 hours and photograph your new baby in a very relaxed fashion, just bonding with you and the family. And um, I just want to also mention that birth photography actually makes a really wonderful gift for baby showers from friends, coworkers and family members who can all pool together to present this meaningful gift. So. And the memories last a
2: lifetime.
0: They do last a lifetime, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you,
2: Katie. This has been really interesting to learn more about your profession. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Katie and her photography, you can visit the episodes page on our website and look for today's show. Also, don't forget to check out our Facebook fan page to get some amazing behind-the-scenes photos that Katie took of last week's Preggy Pals taping. We have a question from one of our listeners, and this actually comes from one of our Facebook friends. J. Rach Castillon says, Hi, preggy Pals. We are now in our 27th week, and we are diagnosed with an irritable uterus. Do you guys have any suggestions on how we carry on the next 13 weeks without upsetting the said uterus? We really don't want preterm labor to happen, so please do advise. I've downloaded all your podcasts. If you've already discussed this, please tell me which episode to go back to. I appreciate your help, and thanks so much in advance. Okay, so to answer your question, no, we have not covered this. Like We haven't done a whole episode that just focuses on this. It's possible our panelists have mentioned it in the past. So I forwarded your message over to one of our experts, and here's what she had to say.
5: Hi, this is Jerry Ryan with San Diego County Midwives. As far as the question goes regarding an irritable uterus, I have a little bit nicer way to put it, I would call it an easily excitable uterus, and there are a number of things that you can do. Generally, it's recommended that you have pelvic rest. In other words, that means no lovemaking because that definitely gets the uterus stirred up a bit. Um, so the other more holistic approaches are um, using calcium magnesium. You can get it in a liquid format. Um, it is easily absorbable that way, and it's a, a large muscle relaxer. Um, just taking it as it's noted on the bottle can do no harm in pregnancy, and usually your body needs more calcium also. Making sure that you stay well hydrated is really important and for some moms, they really like being in warm water. So give those things some try, a try and see what you think. And um, let me know if you need more information. Thank you and have a great day. Bye.
2: If you have a question for one of our experts, call the preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775 and we'll answer your question on a future episode. That wraps up our show for today. If you have a question or comment about our show, we would love to hear it. Send us an email through our website or call the preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way.
3: This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode